Welcome back to Lulea Podcast, where sensuality, black divinity, and your reconnection to self intertwine. I am your host, Leah LeRae, welcoming you back to your resting place. Black History Month. We're stepping into a new month, new blessings, new chances to set the tone for the remaining of the year. I'm so happy to be back, so happy to be talking to you guys. Um, I didn't really go on social media and like blast about it, but um, I did have COVID and so I've just been recovering from that. The time in quarantine, though it was annoying and it did get a little lonely, it was very reflective. So I'm appreciative of having um, time to just reflect on a lot of things. Um, and also, being out of quarantine, I have really given a lot of um, gratitude to just being able to like go and work out uh, because I've really been kind of jolted into this mindset of getting myself back into a better overall wellness routine. If you don't already follow me, you definitely should on Instagram at Leah LeRae with two underscores. I discussed and kind of asked some questions about doing, you know, um, a weekly live where we all come together and talk about our fitness goals and the journey that we're on because, the success that we want, the success that we crave and that we desire and we're, you know, we're grinding after, it requires our best form of ourselves. And so that doesn't just mean, you know, making sure that my mental health is okay, my emotional health is good, my spiritual practice is good, but most definitely that your physical um, practice with yourself, making sure that you are at the healthiest you can be. And looking the best that you would want to look um, is apparent and it's a it's a priority. So I'm definitely excited to get back into that. Um, the biggest adjustment so far has been getting back into work. Um, going from not doing anything at all to then being jolted back into work and having to get back into the swing of things has been interesting to say the least it's very much like well I was just exhausted now I'm supposed to have all this energy to get back into work and I just I just don't or I didn't at the time but now I do now I'm feeling a lot better so I'm very grateful for that um also in other news rest in peace to a legend Cicely Tyson um that's really heavy for me because I love her work um I grew up watching anything Cicely Tyson my mother loves Cicely Tyson so that's been just so upsetting to me but in honor of you know Black History Month I did want to pinpoint and um, really give focus to a black beauty of the day so I picked Tamara Dobson so 
If you do not know, Tamara Dobson, she was a tall, glamorous model turned actress. She was best remembered for playing the title roles in um, films such as Cleopatra Jones in 1973 um, and then Cleopatra Jones and the Casino of Gold in 1975. So I chose Mrs. Dobson specifically because one, of course, she is a beautiful black woman. But more importantly, she stood at six foot two. Of course, she was a model, but as an actress, as a black woman in general, um, she really had to own her height and beauty in the arenas that she was placed in, in order for her to succeed. Like she wanted, like she envisioned, she had to own that. And through her work, she proved that black women were, they were queens filled with beauty, strength, and intelligence. And I thought that was revolutionary in my mind because black women we tend to try to shrink ourselves in the things that we just have to deal with and really having to own the things that we cannot change about ourselves I cannot change like my skin tone I cannot change my full lips I cannot change my eyes but for a long time my lips and my eyes were made fun of the most. And so for a long time, I just wanted to hide those features and, you know, try to bring less attention to them. When in reality, having the confidence to just embrace those parts of me um, or even my long legs, <laughs> I used to be ridiculed about like, oh, you can't wear that. You can't do this because, you know, that's too short for you because you have long legs. But when I began to truly embrace those parts of me, those are the parts that I love the most. And now they are the parts of me that I get the most compliments on. Um, and being comfortable in that, in me, I think is beautiful. So I give reverence to Tamira Dobson in really giving way to and space for us to take a moment to truly appreciate and be confident in those things that we simply cannot change. And I really pointed out her height because I've been asked this a few times this week and this week has put a huge focus on how exactly do I feel sexy. Usually when I think, well, how do I feel sexy? I automatically want to go to and like tell someone the physical pieces that can be added in order to feel sexy. So like candles and oils and jewels and you know, a, a good robe. Y'all know I love me a good robe and I'll talk about a good robe for however long because I love it. But we really need to unpack what, you know, sex appeal and sensuality is to each individual. And for me, it's confidence and comfort in my divinity and strength as a black woman. And with the inner knowing that I'm sexy because like my lineage is. <laughs> Now, I know that that sounds a little like weird, but I just really believe and give myself comfort. And the reason why I'm so, you know, sensual, kinky or whatever you want to call it or sexually fluid, like the reason why I'm in these different avenues is because it's a lineage thing. Like I know that I'm not the only one in my lineage who thinks like this, who feels like this, who, you know, likes BDSM, who doesn't mind, you know, swinging. So having to remind myself that I'm not the black sheep in my family, like I always thought I was, gives me a lot of comfort to explore the different avenues that 
bring me pleasure, that bring me um, like that sensual energy to awaken that type of comfortability in my body. I know that I got it from somewhere. I know that I came here, like I was born here with that energy um, and other people in my lineage have that energy. So I'm going to explore that because I didn't get that for absolutely no reason. Um, I wasn't given this temple to not explore it, not to use it, not to enjoy it. And that energy radiates through me each moment because every moment can have an air of sensuality and sex appeal in it just by me moving in my own energy. It has taken a lot of inner work and self-cultivating practices and dealing with traumas and doubts and you know family issues surrounding the black female body that have brought me here so it's not a moment of rainbows and you know all this easy stuff and I just chose one day to feel sexy and I felt sexy no that is literally the complete opposite. When I decided to figure out what made me feel sexy, I was brought into energies and moments where I felt the lowest, where I felt the ugliest, where I felt the least comfortable in. But in working through those moments, I was able to get to a place of better understanding, better perspective, appreciation, joy, love, and really being able to allow myself to enjoy the body that I was given. Despite what society wants to say about the black feminine body, despite what black families tend to put on black feminine bodies, there is an energy about us that flows freely and that is supposed to flow freely that we are supposed to enjoy. And you're supposed to enjoy that however fits you best. So I was able to incorporate mirror work into my practice and I suggest mirror work for any woman. Specifically for me, I did mirror work standing in front of my mirror and looking at myself completely naked. And that's what helped me. I got a, a journal. Well, for me, a journal is a, a voice memo. I got my journal, quote unquote. I stood in front of my mirror. I turned on my voice memo and just let the voice memo run and just allow like whatever thought or feeling comes up and talk through it and go through all of it. I was able to depict different things about my body of why don't I like my stomach? Why don't I like my legs? Why don't I like, um, you know, the way that my breasts sit? Why don't I like, you know, the way that I don't really have hips? <laughs> Um, I have hip dips, so like I don't have hips like that for real, for real, like different things like that and understanding there are just certain things in society that deem certain ways that bodies look as unattractive. But in my practice of mirror work and coming to terms with my body, being comfortable with my body as it is made me want to go to the source of where a lot of or the sources of where a lot of women go to for that appreciation for that acceptance of their body so talking to black families and talking to other men specifically black men so black families not having the best centeredness groundedness and understanding and like allowing 
black women, black girls to just be black girls, teach them about their bodies and allow them to grow as a confident black women. That wasn't everybody's experience from the women who I've spoke to a lot of it a lot of their insecurities stem from being told or being over sexualized when they were super super young and so that either does one or two things it either one sends the child out to want to be super promiscuous and do all these things because she's searching for a way to learn more about her body or it becomes a, a internal battle where she becomes internally abusive to herself because if the people around her don't love and accept and treat her body with care then why should she when someone asks me you know well how do you feel sexy and I respond with oh well that's a loaded question that's what I mean by that's a loaded question because it's a lot of ugly dark deep feelings that we have to kind of go through the mud before we can get to a solid foundation. And it's not at anybody's fault necessarily. I don't wanna put fault on people because a lot of the times it's because they're hurt. But as kids, like as young adults, we don't know that yet. I didn't really come to terms with that until I was about 23 years old. And that's because I went to therapy and my therapist laid that out to me. For the, what, 22 years that I didn't really understand that that's 22 years of shit that I have to work through that I have to go in and say okay I know that I want to feel sexy what is keeping me from feeling sexy what's keeping me from unlocking this sensual being that I know that I can be that when I have these these moments like these glimmers where I feel that I'm connected to that it feels good. It feels right. But once it's over, I struggle to get back to that. Okay, so why do I struggle with getting back to that? And then having to go through and like nitpick. I call it nitpicking and I cannot stand nitpicking. I've been nitpicked all my life about everything from how I look, how I view feelings, you know, how I think, how I sound, you know, the way that I say things, all kinds of stuff. But that's kind of what you have to do. You have to go in like a surgeon and I've been shot. I'm in critical condition and there are things within my body. There are vital organs within my body that are shutting down and I have to do whatever I have to do to make sure that I stay alive that everything stays connected in order to do that i have to remove the bullet but what happens after you remove the bullet you still got to go in and do more work you still got to stitch things together so in this process we're stitching things together in my case i can say even now i'm still stitching things together and i i have to remind myself to give myself grace that as i go through this work and the sisterhood is created around me that as I'm stitching myself together and helping other people stitch themselves together, we're all collectively helping each other stitch ourselves back together and having to remind myself that like, I don't have to be perfectly healed in order to help someone else, right? But my point is even now I'm still stitching myself back together. So for those who hear my voice, I just want you to remember that you're not alone. I decided to challenge myself with learning how to do belly dancing, right? I love belly dancing. 
I have been obsessed with it since I was a little girl. It is so beautiful and flowing. And belly dancing was for women, by women. It always has been that way, even from its inception. And I adored that. A space where women can just come together. And specifically for me, especially when I was little, I loved the the bells. I love like the, the belly dancing um, sounds. Um, like the different things, the different uh, ways in which they make sound with like their bells and their um, the jingling of um, their skirts and even hearing, you know, their feet when they make certain beats with their feet to keep tempo and um, all that kind of stuff. Like the headdresses and give me y'all know. Listen, y'all know I love to adorn myself with all kind of jewels and beautiful things. Y'all y'all know I love the robes. I love the silks. I love anything that's embroidered in gold. I, I love all of it. I want all of it right and that's what belly dancing excites in me is that dressing up getting beautiful and sexy and just dancing around fluidly like the ocean and it's not only just you but also a sisterhood of women around you right so there's this beautiful energy in belly dancing and I challenged myself that I was going to start to learn belly dancing that has been a challenge indeed. I have been critical over my stomach forever. I pick with it all the time. Um, even through my fitness journey, I still nitpicked at it. At the height of what my health was, because I say that by, you know, there are new heights, there are new transformations coming. But at the time, my stomach looked great. When I look at pictures now, my stomach looked amazing. And I nitpicked at it even then. So for sure, I do it now, right? And so I continue to do and having to just be grateful for the body that I have. Having to have grace and mercy on this temple that I've been gifted. I get to enjoy this. And I know in my practice that this is tough for me. I'm going to continue to do it. I'm going to continue to ask myself, well, today, why was this hard? Right? Because some days I'll practice belly dancing and it'll be fine. I'll have fun. No issues. Other days, it feels like I'm pulling teeth. And those are the days I turn my voice memo on and I dance and when it feels too hard to continue, I stop and ask myself why. And I just answer honestly. And when I suggest mirror work, that's a really big thing. Because sometimes as, as women, we want to make the thought make sense. We want the feeling to make sense. And sometimes it just doesn't. At the time, it just doesn't. And that's okay. Talk through it anyway. If you can't talk to, through it, give it sound. What does it sound like? Does it sound like agony? Does it sound like embarrassment? Right. Because once you give it sound, then you can give it a name because you, you know what anger feels like. You know what sorrow feels like. You know what embarrassment sounds like and feels like and looks like on someone's body. You also know what it looks like and feels like on your body. So when you're able to give it sound, then you can also give it a name. And now that we have a name, now we can work into, well, why do I feel embarrassed? Why do I feel angry? Why do I hold that kind of energy for this specific place in my body? And so as you continue to do that, 
with every step, even though it may be tough, it's a step towards a better and stronger appreciation, understanding, and love of self. I truly believe that each woman should go on a self-cultivating and reconnection journey because each woman has different needs, traumas, worries, pressures, discomforts, health issues, whatever the case. Every woman is different and I would love to guide you through that journey whenever you're ready to begin it. So with that being said, I'm excited to announce that I'm officially opening my services to the public. If you're feeling awkward or uncomfortable with your body, struggling with being fully centered and empowered in yourself, really just wanting a safe space to come and get out all of the hurt feelings, the confusion, or just wanting to have and building a stronger sense of centeredness in yourself. Click the link in the description notes below to set up a date and time for us to talk via Zoom or phone call, whichever one is more comfortable for you. And we can go more in depth on what you're needing and how we can work together to get to your best sensual self. You deserve to feel confident and sexy within your own body. It's the first and only temple that we have 24-7 access to. Being sexy, being sensual and confident, it lies within you. These were gifted to you by birth. We just have to uncover it and give you the space to let it flow as energy naturally flows, as you should naturally flow freely. As always, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast, and let me know what you think of today's episode. Remember to follow me also on Instagram at Leah Laray with two underscores. You can also find me on Clubhouse at Leah Laray. And you can find me on Facebook at Malia Swopes. I'll leave all of that stuff down below so you can get to me and contact with me. And I am going to get to work. I've got a busy day ahead of me. And I hope that you allow yourself to feel all of the luscious, sensual, pleasurable things that pop up throughout your day. Allow the sweetness into your day every single day because you deserve all of the sweetness. I'll talk to you later. Yeah.